0: Into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy.
1: Tuning in. Find out how to, how to win, go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a amend. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Possibility, possibility,
0: positivity, possibility, positivity, positivity, possibility, 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 Tune in Jelena, hi there, you alright?
1: Yeah, Adam, can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine, can you hear me alright?
1: Yep, yep, so i you.
0: Oh, great. No, thank you for uh, being on the podcast, really, really appreciate it, I'm um, very humble and grateful.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me, really appreciate that.
0: No, no, you're welcome. Yeah, I've um, kind of been just looking kind of over your website and um, over your profile, just get a bit of um, like a background on what you do, like... Um, what, what is it that you kind of do? Like, what, what got you into um, this field of, if you don't mind me asking, of like, you know, marketing and social media and coaching and public speaking? What kind of got you into this field?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, my very first start uh, of like being exposed to any kind of business has been actually through network marketing. Like, I'm sure you're, you know, familiar with the industry. Um, yeah you know, like Herbalife and like Avon, you know, there's like a lot of different, you know, physical product companies. Um, mm. My parents were originally in like a couple of companies and like, I saw them doing sales calls and I saw my dad running some, you know, paid advertising. And given that I'm Russian, like I started working with my parents, like, cause I saw the vision and I saw all the possibilities and I was like, Oh, like I don't have to invest, you know, like millions of dollars to, you know, like set up a business. So like, it seemed really cool for me and I got into it when I was 18, and yeah. the first couple of years, I really didn't make, like, a whole lot of money, like, I mean, I barely turned the profit, like, maybe, like, I think my second or third year, um, so, yeah, it's been kind of an interesting journey, but then, um, you know, I officially, um, you know, like, kind of got out of the nether market industry in, you no, know, I would say, November, but, I mean, to be honest, like, way, way, way earlier last year, I've been you know, dabbling between different companies, and you know, like the thing with network marketing, which I'm sure like some of your viewers, uh, our uh, viewers, listeners, yeah, this um, is yeah, like I'm sure a lot of people are either like looking at network marketing or have been in the in the companies before. It's just like you don't really control what's going on in the company. You know what I mean? So like you don't have uh the, that kind of capability because the CEO can either shut down the company. Or they may decide, oh, let's just change the compensation plan the way we pay, pay you out. Or, you know, they're going to face some kind of legal um, issue or whatever. So, I mean, a lot of mm. companies that I've been involved in, they either shut down. Like the last company I was with um, mm. just recently got shut down. And thankfully, I was no longer involved in it. So, I was, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I got into coaching um, nearly four years ago when I Mm. had an opportunity to be certified as a business coach, uh, as a marketing coach um, in an affiliate company that I'm still with. And yeah, so like I, and it was like the year, it was 2016 when another, network marketing fell apart, Uh, another company fell apart. So I had that opportunity to become a coach. And, you know, me being on social media ever since 2014, like the end of 2014, you know, I got Mm. exposed to so many leaders and so many people and so many different opportunities. And I just, you know, I dove into social media and I found so many people and I found not only network marketing, but affiliate marketing and coaching. And I found out that people are, you know, speaking. And I just saw that there was such a great opportunity to make a bigger impact than just network marketing. Um, So, of course, I got excited about that. And then, yeah, I've been coaching uh, for a company in the last... Um, like for the last like three three years three and a half years mm-hmm. and this year I decided to focus more on my own coaching and my own clients and um, yeah basically went through uh, a whole I would say like like through, uh, like 180 change uh, mm-hmm. from you know promoting somebody else's products and working for somebody like for you know like coaching other people's clients to basically launching my own offers um, no longer promoting network marketing. And it's been a scary jump as well. Like when you know that you have somebody else's products that, you know, you can always go in and promote and now all of a sudden you really have to put that CEO hat and, you know, build your own audience, you know, which I've always been doing and then, you know, create your own products and, you know, do these launches and, you know, take care of your own clients and things like that. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey so far.
0: No, that's awesome. And I think like, you know, hats off to you for like, you know, all all that you've done, um, you know, so far, and keep on doing. I Thank mean, you. I saw that you was, it says you was featured on like Entrepreneur magazine and um, I think another magazine or another website. Mm-hmm. And you you kind of got all these kind of accolades and awards for like being in like the top fifteen. Um, I saw on your website. Yes, and I'm um, a blogger. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like, um, you know, when when you think thousands of people, you know, are trying to get to the top. You know what I mean? I think it is quite um, a competitive field, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, for you to stand out, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like the competition is always there. But like I always say, you know, if there is competition that's good because there is a market for you. So, like, I know you're doing life coaching and I've seen so many life coaches, which, like, that's so, so useful right now during, you know, the time mm. of crisis that we live in. Like, people really need that mental support and, like, what it is that they need to be doing with their lives right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a crazy time. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think, like, um, you know, it's reassuring people and I think it's reassuring ourselves that, you know, we are in control. Um you know of ourselves when things are not in our control what's going on around us, yeah um but like with coaching and um you know the the line of work that that you do, I think a lot of people out there don't necessarily know what it is I mean um, some people I've spoken about don't know what a life coach is, mm-hmm. or you know with marketing i mean i've I've kind of just got into the field of, you know, marketing and social media in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like a science in itself how to uh, to do it and to understand it. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, there's always a science behind that.
0: <laughs> and, like, you know, you, with your experience of helping businesses um, when you was helping people in their businesses, um, I bet it was interesting to see, you know, these businesses take off and get more traffic online just by you know, helping them with their social media and how they put content out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's really important, like, especially these days, um, to step up as a leader within your field. And I see mm. so many people, you know, they kind of take the food off the gas and they say, oh, like, we're all quarantined. Um, it's not really the time to build a business. It's not really the time to, you know, promote my services. Like, I have been... In that mindset for i would say like a day or two like ever since the pandemic was um announced officially on like what was it like march 13th um yeah. i had a couple of those days where i was not really mentally stable and i was just like yeah. am i really doing the right thing am i really like sh- like should i really promote my coaching or should i you know go into something else or like is it like am i even gonna have any clients so and then I had to I had I had to have a conversation with my coach and he was like, Jay, what are you talking about? Like you like you're teaching people organic marketing strategies. You're teaching people how to do content. You're not even teaching them how to do paid advertising or anything like that, which is a whole um, expense in itself. He was like, mm-hmm. you really should buckle up and like focus on teaching that more. Because people are trying to figure out, like, how to save their, you know, Facebook advertising budget and put it into something else. So I had to basically do, like, a whole mind reframing um, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, and, and the other thing, um, I'll give you, like, one um, piece of information that I saw the other day. Like, remember the crisis during the 2008-2009 yeah. So which? Well, the stock yeah, the stock market crash, and like I was, I was like 13 back then, so like I don't remember like much of it, but I do remember my parents' business falling apart, and like a lot of things were falling apart. Um, so definitely not the best year for for all of us. But then I started reading the other day that the companies like Uber, Airbnb, Slack, and there was like a couple others on the list. They emerged during that time. So. You know, there's always going to be like ups and downs. And obviously we're right now in a major down. But at the same time, you know, in a couple of years, and I was talking with a friend of mine the other day, and I said, you know, three, five years from now, maybe even sooner, we're going to see new companies that take, you know, took the risk to turn around the situation that we're all in right now. Um, So, and during the time of crisis, leaders evolve. So it's really, if you're listening to, like, if, you know, your listeners are listening right now, It's really the time to figure out, okay, do I, you know, take the food off the gas and do nothing? And then 90 days from now, like, guys, the the crisis is still going to pass. Like, this thing will blow over. And like, it's probably not going to be as like, things are not going to go back to normal all of a sudden, unfortunately, but they will get back to normal eventually, or at least they will stabilize a little bit. So you're still going to have to get back to work. You're still going to have to get back to your normal schedule and your normal routines but right now is not really the time to sit here in front of netflix and watch it you know binge watch yeah. your favorite series you know 24 yeah. 7 so and it's so it blows my mind because when people say oh i don't have the time to build a business or i don't have the resources or like especially the time excuse the time in the world at this point and i know you may have um you know like some people may have kids and they may have mm. you know like Let's, like, I, I, was, I was on a call with somebody yesterday and um, the woman has a kid and her husband has been you know, home, obviously, not being able to work. And I told her, well, at least you, know, you have somebody who can help you, you know, watch over the baby while you're you know, working on your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you really have to be grateful right now for the things that you do have um, and take that time to folk, like, work on that project that you've been putting off. You know, like be it a podcast, be it launching like a book, a course, coaching program, like whatever that is. So now is really the time to, you know, look at where you're at right now and where you want to be 90 days from now.
0: Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And I think that's quite a good way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, where, where am I now? What do I need to do? What? you know where do i need to be in the next 90 days or where would i like to see myself <clears throat> and kind of have that plan in mind and kind of move towards it yeah because i i think like you know with the media and um you know the image it portrays it can kind of be scary people can be afraid and you know if you let too much of that in it will keep you in that place won't it yeah <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I I think I think the news, like you, you, really should cut down on the news that you're taking because during you know that first week of you know like March 13th, 14th, uh, when you know obviously things started going crazy in Italy and then in Spain and all over Europe when the epidemic uh, or the pandemic moved from China to here, um, like I was I was on Twitter way too much time. I was all over the news. I was checking out what's going on. You know in the countries where i have my family like i was checking up on mm. russia i was checking up on israel where my grandparents parents live and obviously you know i was getting worried i was like oh my gosh like if this entire thing is really um you know like affecting uh older generation especially like, you know 70 and 80 year olds yeah. like i start getting super super worried <laughs> and but then like you also have to look at at a, at, at a different picture is like the news are just trying to keep you in panic like i've seen so many like, positive things that happened because of coronavirus, like, you know, the Italy, like, the Venice waters cleared out, the dolphins start getting into the Italy water, which has never happened before, and I'm just, like, the planet is really about to basically cure itself, just because we're staying home and not polluting the, like, the, the, like, the planet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I saw that on uh, the news uh, last night. They said that the ozone layer is repairing itself
1: wow that's crazy
0: um they have they had like a like a satellite image of the planet and like the heat um and i think like it said 2019 is 20 and it was like in more of a full swing of repair um and over this period especially because if you think of the factories aren't kicking out gases um you know warehouses aren't kicking out energy um people's vehicles especially you know carbon emissions mm-hmm. um and i think general people you know because we i think give out some kind of you know gases like through breathing and everything else um you know so i think it's a big wake-up call for people and i think you know we need to help ourselves to help the things that are, you know going on around us in the planet really
1: yeah. I feel like it's, um, I mean, d- despite the fact that so many people are dying and I mean, it's obviously a really sad situation. Like I've seen, I mean, way too many cases. Uh, I mean, we're like way over half a million at this point, And that's just like what's registered so far. But I mean, that's still like, if you look at the, at the positive side is like the planet is at least going to clean up. You know what I mean? Like the planes are not flying. The um, you know, we're all staying in like there's not like, you know, tourism is obviously dead right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, with all the bad things happening, like at least there's something good. And I mean, there are still people recovering. So I feel like that's one thing that the news are never really going to tell you is the fact that, you know, there are more people recovering than they there are um, yeah. dying. So and it's ba- like I view coronavirus myself as basically a worse um, like more severe form of pneumonia, pneumonia, pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia. Yeah,
0: pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, so, no, no, it's right what you're saying. And like, I think if if they if the media uh, or the government is able to scare society and people, people, we um, we kind of go into our what's the word our. Um, our fight and flight responses and, you know, our old kind of wiring in our brains, we kind of, you know, survival mode. And people, if they're scared, they're more likely to buy things if they think it's going to protect them. So, you know, all these companies are selling, I don't know, gloves, masks, uh, hand sanitizer and... Toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. You know, they're promoting all these things. And uh, even like... I saw some guy was arrested because he was, he was selling products that didn't even cure this coronavirus, but he was promoting it to cure stuff. So people were buying tons of it. So, I mean, if you get, if people are afraid, you know, they'll just react and, and buying whatever they can, especially in supermarkets. Um, People panic buying and buying unnecessary things because they think it's going to run out. It's not going to run out. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, we as human beings, we, you know, we're in full control of of ourselves. But we, if we let fear overwhelm us, um, it changes the game. I mean, I I dropped my girlfriend off home the other night, and um, I was in my car, and I had like a bit of kind of not a panic attack, but I felt very anxious
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a bit overwhelmed with everything that was happening. And I was thinking, oh, am I going to get it? Am I going to die? friends, family Um, and you know I had to just take deep breaths and calm down and feel my mum and after that I was fine but if you let it into like you know you can start overthinking things I think if you overthink things you kind of produce those symptoms anyway because you're imagining imagining it Mm -hmm. but um, yeah like you said it will blow over and You know, this is the opportunity to do what you've got to do. This is, you know, people have got the time now and the opportunity to create the things they need to create.
1: Yeah, and I think also, like, one thing that you mentioned that, um, which, like, I also experienced that myself, like, like, I had that anxiety of, like, oh, like, what if the whole virus is going to take over the whole, like, world and, like, everybody's going to get sick? Because I've heard some theories, which I try not to listen to them because they're just theories and, I think yeah. during pandemic right like this, um, you know, with the amount of news and media that we were exposed every day, you really have to be careful who you listen to. So I switched from listening to, um, you know, just like anybody who's like opens their mouth on social media. And I started listening more to doctors and infectologists um, who actually work in that field. Okay. Um, because, like, there have been people who say, oh, like, they, like every single person is going to get sick of coronavirus. And, like, eventually, like, either, like, people are going to die or some people are going to, you know, recover. And, obviously, there's going to be no vaccine uh, for, you know, like, the next, like, year or two. So, um, so, there's, like, that one thing. And then the other thing is, like, media just wants us to be scared. And when you are living in that scarcity mentality, when you are sitting there and just being scared... Like, your immune system goes down and you become more susceptible to getting any kind of virus, be it a flu or coronavirus. So, I feel like, you know, you just have to take those precautions, you know, wash your hands, um, you know, wear the mask. Because, like, I've seen that actually wearing the mask, whether you're sick or not, like, like it really does help to slow down, you know, like, to flatten the curve. Mm. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, you just have to be taking those precautions because it's better to, like, better be safe than sorry. You know what I mean? And especially, you know, I I, I think a lot of things depend on people's stupidity. Like, I've seen people in America last weekend go to Florida because of the spring break. And I was just like, are you guys serious? Like, we're living in a pandemic right now. You really should, like, it's really not the time to go to the beach and have fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I saw that because I... I live, I mean, I'm from Nottingham originally. I'm from a city in the, it's Midlands in the UK. And my, me and my family moved down to Cornwall, which is the south coast, so like, you know, the, the beach. Part. And during when the pandemic was announced, you know, like the other week, um, and people were told to self-isolate, all of these people who have second homes um, or just came down on holiday, and all these campsites and all these holiday homes put on deals on their websites and on social media, saying "come down here to protect yourself," blah blah blah. Um, so people came flying down to uh, this part of the country to basically self isolate and get away from what's happening, you know, up country. And we went to walk my dogs on the beach, and um, the beach was packed. The beach was packed. There was people everywhere. Um, People running around, people—it's close together, and um, I mean, the, the locals who are you know originally from this quiet part of the country, you know, were furious um, because you know, people are bringing their germs down to the downhill. But, yeah, people were just seeing it as a holiday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's crazy.
0: But, um, you know, like, like you said, I don't think it's a time to panic because it, it affects your immune system. And I, I I was panicking when it was all announced and I, I had a few colds and I was sneezing um, and I didn't feel right. But then, you know, like you said, if you're worrying, it's going to debilitate your immune system. You're not going to be motivated to do anything either if you're not feeling 100%. Mm-hmm. So I think like... I I listened to, um, you know, Joe Rogan, he did a podcast and he had um, this disease expert on it. And he just laid down the facts. Um, And like you said, you need to listen to people like that and not people who don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. But, you know, like, I think, you know, in times like this, you know, we've got time um, to do what we need to do. And I think, you know, if you... Like, what are you, um, how are you finding to cope during this, like, like mentally, like what, or physically, what, what would help, what helps you, what's helping you? Uh, one what
1: thing that has really, you? yeah, like one thing that has really been helpful, which I used to slack on it for a long time. Like I was trying to get into meditation, like many, many times, like in the last, I would say like three, three and a half years. And I could never, I could never stick to it. And then, you know, I had a conversation with my coach because there have been like a few days where I've been like super, super anxious and, you know, I was stressing out and I had a conversation with him and he told me like, Jay, you need to meditate for at least 30 minutes a day. So, and you know, there's so many different apps because people always ask, well, how do I get into meditation? What do I do? Well, like, how do I do it? um just go into app store or google store and you know type in meditation there's a couple different apps and like you know most of them are actually paid like you can find meditations on youtube uh, or you can pay like a small subscription fee of like i don't know like five ten dollars uh like per month to actually you know hold yourself um accountable to doing that meditation so um yeah i've been doing that that has been really helpful um i've also been doing um um affirmations every single morning so, before yeah. I get to work, I always like you, you have to work on your mindset daily, anyways. But especially during this time, uh, like you can't wake up and be in fear the entire day because that does affect your energy. And the energy, like the state that you're in, is also going to affect how you perform uh, in your business and in your work. Because, like, if you're forced to stay home and work, you know, like through Zoom or through, you know, con- conference calls, um, like, you still need to maintain the good energy. And I mean, even Um, you know, even if you know somebody who got sick or maybe you listen to this and you have some symptoms, like it doesn't mean that you're going to die. Like uh, pneumonia and other illnesses, they're way, way, way worse than coronavirus. Like the majority of people do get recovered and the majority of people have mild symptoms. So that's like another thing that we have to uh, remember is it is deadly, but also if you have a lot of underlying health conditions, like you really have to like take care of yourself and take those extra precautions. But I mean, first first and foremost, like, always focus on your, like, mindset first because um, your mind really controls your thoughts. Your thoughts control your actions and, I mean, your entire energy. So I would say, yeah, meditation, affirmations. I also have a gratitude journal. Um, I mean, it's not really a journal. It's just, like, a, like I have a, an Evernote app uh, on my phone and on my computer and I have a list mm. of 100 things that I'm grateful for that I open up, you know, whenever I feel down or I, mean, I open it up most mornings. Like I don't do it daily, but like at least three, five times a week. Because um, a lot of the times, you know, like especially during pandemic like this, people get into that scarcity mentality and scarcity mentality does not produce abundance. Like if you want abundance of money, opportunities, uh, success, you have to first live in that abundance. Like you have to first work on that mindset. And if you just think of scarcity, if you just think of, you know, shortage of money or if you just think, oh, like, you know, I don't know if I should, like, invest or if I should, you know, like, stay, like, um, how do I say that? Um, you know, like, hold on to the money or hold on to, like, the resources that I have save right them. now. Yeah, or, like, yeah. save up. Then, you know, the scarcity mentality is not going to produce success ever. Like, I've been there to where I used to be, like, you know, scared to invest, you know, in coaches and training programs in. Um, you know, resources and events and, you know, flights and all that crazy stuff. Um, yeah, like, it's just it's just not going, like, you're just going to stay in the exact same place that you're in right now. And that's not really, like, again, like I said, like, this thing is going to blow over. It's going to be okay. But, like, we have to, like like, as a, you know, as the entire population, we just have to take those precautions right now and stay, like, you know, stay freaking, I mean, and not yeah. go in and like spread the disease like across to like everybody else. Um, yeah, because like, now, like I said, three months from now, six months from now, nine months from now, you know, like by the end of the year, like you're still you're still going to have to reflect back. Like, how did I spend this year? You know what mm. did i do with my resources how did i take action how did i show up you know if you already have a business online or if you're you know trying to get into and do something online if you have a skill set if you're in you know, a relationship coach um like life coach um manifestation coach um i don't know like money expert financial expert cpa you know accountant. um now is really the time to step up, like, because like I said, you know, the leaders are going to be evolving during the crises like that. Um, so yeah, like work on your mindset and really think about where you want to be, you know, a year from now, even like five years from now, because, um, you know, I know that a lot of the times it's very hard to think like long term, you know, like meaning like 12 months from now, even like, you know, five years from now, that's always like the hardest, because um, you never know what's going to happen. But you still have to think about it. You still have to be like, okay, so I'm am I on track to hitting my goals? Am I, you know, on, you know, am I on track? Pretty much. And if not, it's mm. really time to reevaluate what you're doing because acting uh, in spite of like acting in fear is not going to get you nowhere. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. And I think like you know, it is going to blow over. And I think, you know, we've got to look at the things that we can control, um, you know, the things that we want to do um, and to take action on those things. Because, you know, like the time... You, you, I think as well at the end of this, uh, when it blows over, you know, imagine you don't want the regret of, um, of being like, oh, no, I should have taken action on this. Because, you know, you've got the time now. But when this blows over, you, you know, those people... Um, you know that everyone's going to be in a different scenario but you know that your work will be back open you know if you work for an employer you'll be back at work you won't have the time to, to do the, those things that you know you could do now
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah because regret is always going to happen if you just sit and do nothing because you know um you know like the virus is going to go away you know the borders are going to get open eventually you know hopefully soon like if you know this thing slows down like hopefully, like, closer to summer, Um, but, yeah, like, you can't just be, like, you know, a month from now or two months from now and and say to yourself, oh, I wish I did this when I had the time, I wish I, you know, invested into that program, or I wish I invested in the coach or in the course or, like, virtual summit Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, you're sitting right now and considering doing, um, because the time is going to pass, and you might as well spend that time productively instead of, you sitting here in front of your computer three months from now and you know, wishing that you would have taken some action during those three months because the time is going to, like I said, time is going to pass by anyways. How are you going to spend it?
0: Yeah. No, I see. And I think like, you know, having regret, you know, it's not the best feeling in the world. I mean, I, I, I've had it before where I'm like, Oh, I should have done that thing. You know, especially around, I think like, you know, like New Year's Eve and Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's like, oh, happy new year. And you kind of like, you end up reflecting back. And you know, sometimes I, oh, no. you know, I spent too much time doing X, Y, Z. And, um, you know, we, we all have like, you know, limited time. And I think, you know, we don't think of that. And I think, you know, if you can do something that's positive or something that's going to benefit you in the future, then that's great. And I think, you know, we should all do that. And um, the amount of online courses you can do, the the amount of online training you can do, you know, that can propel you into the next level is um, pretty infinite at the minute with what you can get, you know, even free courses or um, watching videos and, you know, beneficial videos on YouTube.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and I think especially the people who have been so attached to, you know, working in an office or for somebody else um they did not realize how many resources there are online and that you know obviously depending on your job like a lot of the things can be done online um and i remember when i was first starting out in business and like i was still in high school and all my friends and classmates they said "Juliana, are you crazy like why, why are you going to be working from home like what like what like what is that thing that you're doing and that you're doing online and how everybody's forced to stay home and work And you know, some people had to change their entire schedules and their entire, you know, like workflows. And they're, you know, they are trying to get used to working from home because they've never done it before. And then I'm just sitting here and I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting how the tables have turned. Obviously, it's not how we all wanted them to be turned. Like, nobody expected to like have a freaking virus, so we. Like I feel like we live in some kind of movie right now, because like I've seen movies about yeah. pandemics and things like that. And I'm just like, I really can't believe that this is actually happening with us right now. So yeah, but like the online world yeah. is is really, really wide, and there's so many opportunities that people have not even realized that they exist.
0: No, that's it. Um I think like with people I I mean I've got a friend who's heavily into uh social media marketing like yourself and um it's kind of opened up my eyes a lot, and I think since I started listening to Gary V, um, um, he's he promotes social you know social media a lot, like massively. Um, it just kind of opens up your eyes to the opportunities that are out there for you. Um, I think it depends what what business you're in. Um, depends kind of what apps, what social media apps you can use. Um, but then again you know, you get people from all different backgrounds on these apps. Um, you know, like I think LinkedIn is pretty massive at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how, you know, I met I met yourself and a lot of other people that I've met is, you know, through LinkedIn. And, you know, all you've got to do is, I think, take action. And, you know, there's no harm in trying things, is there? You know, reaching out to people. Um, and I think this that, that'll probably be a good way for people to, you know, get their business rolling online.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we connected on LinkedIn and I hopped into LinkedIn, I would say like about a month ago, like a month, maybe like and a half ago. Just kind of been dabbling into this because I've built my business on Facebook and I've got, you know, myself into into Instagram as well. But then I was just like, I really want to use a platform that's not owned by Mark Zuckerberg because like, you know, <laughs> crap happens. Yeah. <laughs> and like I,
0: yeah, I had yeah. such
1: a massive issue with, uh, my Facebook group on Facebook, like, at the end of uh, February, and um, I just couldn't, I couldn't post in my group, like, I couldn't post in anybody else's group groups, and um, I just got so frustrated to the point where, like, Facebook kept giving me, like, a glitch and a restriction to be posting in groups, and I was just like, you know what, screw this, I'm just gonna go over to LinkedIn and see, like, what's up, um, so then we connected, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like right now, um, it's a really good time to really explore social media platforms because so many people are so close-minded. And then when you get online and you just like spend, I don't know, just go in and spend an hour on Facebook or on Instagram or LinkedIn, like any, or even like Twitter. Like I'm not a huge like, fan of Twitter, but I mean, it's still a good platform. Um, and like, it's a really good time right now to network and meet with other people within your field or within the field that you want to um, get into. And I mean, all these platforms that like we've mentioned already, they're all great. Um, And I feel like especially like I've personally been using Facebook personal profile, um, which you can do like so much organically on Facebook, but I know Facebook is obviously known for their ad platform. um, So that's not something that a lot of people are willing to do when they're starting out. So I feel like for a lot of beginners, um, I would even say that LinkedIn and Instagram are really great platforms. And I love LinkedIn just because people are so business oriented. Like you don't have to do a whole lot of, you know, like chit chat, like you usually do on Instagram and on Facebook where you talk about, you know, their dog and, you know, how their kids are doing. And although like, that's all great. But a lot of the times you're just there to like, Hey, like, what is it that you do and how, you know, how we can you know possibly like collaborate with each other. Um, So yeah, like I think LinkedIn is great. I think Instagram is also great. Um, And this time is really, you know, we're all on social media and like, Here's something else that I've noticed um, with Facebook, because whenever I uh, go and post something within, you know, my Facebook group or my personal profile on Facebook, I generally go into Messenger and I try to see. I'm like, okay, so how many people are active right now on Messenger? And, you know, it's pretty crazy because like the majority of my audience are in the States and in Canada. So like on that hemisphere. And, um, you know, right now it's like six, you know, nearly seven, uh, 7 p.m. in the evening. And around this time, usually on Facebook, I have about, I would say like 400 people, 450. Right now I have nearly 600 active people on Messenger. So that just goes to show that because people are staying home, they are using social media way, way, way more. So like there has never been a better time to... Do something about it and, you know, start that business or you know, bring that idea that you've had on your mind to life and yeah, like really Mm -hmm. network and talk to people, because that's what it's about. Like any kind of business, anything that you can imagine, it's always just about having those conversations and those connections.
0: No, yeah. It is it is pretty fascinating when you look at it that way. Um, because, you know, that's that's the reality of it, isn't it? The situation, um, you know, like if you wanted to set up your business or a podcast or a website, you know, this is the time to do it, isn't it? Because, you know, more people are staying at home. You've got more traffic. You've got more uh, potential clients out there because they're on their computer. They're on their phone. Their, you know, their attention is, their attention and focus is it on social media a lot more? Yeah. Um that's get you know, that's kind of probably the driving point, isn't it? I think uh, I've heard people mention it as you know, attention is powerful, you know, and that that once you get someone's attention, you know, you it's like uh, like a laser focus, is Oh it? yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. And um what was I gonna say? Um yeah, I had a thought and I totally forgot that. Um yeah, but I mean, with with social media right now, I mean, that that's kind of how you have to look at it. Like, it's such a great opportunity to connect with people from all over. Because I know when, you know, like, the people who are working in an office or, like, you know, the ones who have been, you know, used to working at 9 to 5, they are used to working with people locally. You know what I mean? So, like, especially if they don't use much technology. Like, I know a couple, like, I have a couple of friends Um, And they have, you know, like traditional businesses. Like I have a friend of mine in America and her husband, um, he told me about his business and it's all offline. Like they don't work with anybody, like, like in different, like they don't even work with anybody in different states. Like they live in the state of Tennessee. And he told me we have absolutely no digital footprint whatsoever. They still do their bookkeeping all on paper. And I, I, wow. I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's crazy. But that's also not the safest way to go about things because, like, you still need to have something digitally because, like, you know what I mean? An earthquake might happen or something, and then you're going to lose all those records. So this is, like, the, the worst-case scenario. So, um, but, yeah, like, I guess, like, when you go into social media, you just realize that you can connect with people from all over the world. Like, and that has been one of my biggest things. Uh, when I first got on Facebook, like, I... You know, I lost a lot of friends who I've known since childhood because they never understood what I was doing. So it's like when you don't really have anything in common to talk about, then you kind of pass, you know, part ways, and that Mm. was kind of sad. Like I, I can't see that being depressed because of that. But then that also forced me to go out and find new friends. You know what I mean? Make new connections, Mm. and I've made connections from you know, like from Australia, from New Zealand, from uh, you know, the, like, United States, obviously, like, I have some people living in, like, next to Italy, like, Malta, and, like, I have my best friend, um, lives in El Salvador in Central America, where I got to visit, like, twice, and I remember I was talking to my grandma last year, because she was asking me, she was, like, hey, Juliana, you're going there for, like, the second time, and, um, she was, like, and I never even, like, this country, El Salvador, I never even heard about it before. <laughs> like, not really much. Yeah. Like, I heard about, like, Guatemala or, like, Mexico or, like, whatever else. But, you know, mm. it's just it's just crazy what can be done on social media. I feel like there are so many opportunities and possibilities that people just don't freaking realize.
0: Yeah, no, of course. It definitely opens up connections and doors for you, doesn't it? It's almost like... Um... It's a bit like a spider web almost. Um, you know, if you take yourself in the middle, you you know, just by simply putting a post, you know, you know, writing about something with a picture or a post, put relevant hashtags in it and structure it a certain way, put it out there and you and you don't know who's gonna come across it. Um, you know, and you meet that person, you do something with that person, and then someone else notices it notices it, and then it just kind of like, you know. A bit like a virus, It kind of of like uh, spreads, which is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, totally, totally.
0: But um, I mean, you you when when did you say you started out in social media? Was it like two thousand fifteen?
1: Yeah, I joined my first natural marketing company in two thousand thirteen. Like around, actually, around this time, like March, April. Um obviously didn't do much with it because I was still in high school and then 2014 I graduated from high school and um mm. I got into more like training and I was trying really to figure like 2014 2015 have been interesting years cuz I've been just trying to figure out um like how to like how this whole social media thing works cuz I I mean obviously they don't teach us at schools or universities any of that um no which, like, university, I didn't even, I didn't even go there because uh, my parents told me, they were like, Juliana, just figure yeah. this thing out. Uh, you don't really need to be in debt or learning something that eventually you're not going to be passionate about. So, um, yeah, I was basically kind of forced into business and to figure out how, like, I'm going to, you know, do this whole thing. And, yeah, 2016 mm-hmm. has been kind of the year where I started getting it. And, you know, like, I, 2016, I believe it was the first year where I actually turned a profit, uh, which has been, you know, a great, like, great accomplishment. Then um, I started traveling more. I started meeting more people. 2016, I also went to my first event uh, in Texas. So that's been, you know, like, actually meeting nice. people uh, face-to-face. Um, actually, 2015 was the first time I went to any kind of event. That was in London. Um, yeah, so that's been, that's been pretty interesting. But yeah, like, 2016, I would say that's kind of, that has been a kickoff year. Um, and that was also the year I got certified as a coach so yeah like 2016 has been kind of the year where right. I was like okay so I'm really getting something right now
0: yeah no that's great I mean you must have seen the internet change I mean I'm I'm, 20, I mean, I'm 25 um, and like I remember like having a, a flip a, a Motorola flip phone <laughs> with bluetooth Um and like I remember MySpace, yeah, Bebo. I remember those two. Yeah, and I used to talk to people on MSM Messenger and I think that was it. And then Facebook was the very first platform I start, platform I started using. But even like in the early days, um I think it was all about Google ads, wasn't it? I remember Gary Vee talking about Google yeah, Ads. Like and then Facebook ads. Um but like i don't think yeah instagram i mean i remember instagram not being around there was no like linkedin or anything um so it just shows you doesn't it you know you you can create whatever you you know set your mind to create if you really believe in it working
1: yeah because there's so many different strategies and so many different platforms because like people always are looking for oh like what's the best thing you know what's the best strategy um so yeah i feel like there's no best you just have to adapt with what you have and work with what's available. Um, Because, yeah, like, I remember when I was still in in school, uh, because I'm also 25, so I've seen, you know, the same things that you've seen. And I remember having MySpace back when I was, like, 15 or something. And then all of a sudden, like, I didn't even remember, like, how MySpace disappeared. Like, I don't really remember, like, the the moment or getting any kind of email or whatnot. Um, But, yeah, I remember, like, the first... Social media I ever tried using was actually Instagram back in, like, 2014. Um, I had a little bit of success Mm. with it, but, like, I just, I don't know, like, something was not, like, clicking. So, I did switch to Facebook back then. Um, I remember looking at LinkedIn back, like, when I was, like, 19, 20. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, LinkedIn is so full of, you know, those professionals. And I'm over here, like, a 20-year-old. What am I even going to talk about? My English wasn't really as good back then. So, I was really struggling with that. So I was just like, oh, like, I'm just not going to bother with LinkedIn at all because it's just, like, full of real estate people, tax professionals, CPAs, and, you know, like, whoever else. Um, yeah, so, like, only this year, really, I viewed LinkedIn with a different eye, and I was just like, oh, like, I'm 25, so maybe I'm qualified enough to use LinkedIn right now. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, but, like, social media changed so much. Like, just, like, Facebook and, you know, Facebook alone changed dramatically, like, in the last, I mean, I mean, Facebook changes, like,
0: like, I don't know, like, 25 times a day, <laughs> every single day. Oh, that's insane. I mean, um, but I, I remember, like, yeah, like LinkedIn was, like, just for, like, a CV uh, yeah. platform and finding jobs. But I think Microsoft bought it uh, recently. Um, and it's all kind of changed a little bit since they've bought it. Um, and I think people are more open to using it because I think, you know, there's so many opportunities to be had from it but like facebook is i think good also but i i kind of like limit my time on facebook like um I'll, I'll sit i'll have a look you know you know like memes and funny things people post i'm very kind of sensible with my time and how, how much time i spend on that i just and i think that's how you got you got to be quite balanced with your time on these platforms haven't you as well you got to use what works yeah yeah thing. absolutely
1: yeah because I mean, an hour on Facebook or an hour on Instagram goes by very, very fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you can have a reminder on your phone, and it's like you've been on this platform for I don't know six mm-hmm. hours today or something like that. And you're yeah, like, oh. and especially
1: iPhone showing us right now, and like even uh, Mac computers, how much time, si- how much screen time you have. Which, um, yeah, like sometimes you look at that number hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, did I really spend you know like five hours on Facebook today? <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> what What would you say? Uh, who like, Who would you say your role models are, or uh, like your mentors?
1: Oh my gosh! Like they've changed over the years. Because back when I was in network marketing, like I would obviously mention some network marketers. Um, but I would say recently, well, actually, one of my mentors has been Amy Porterfield because uh, she's very big into you know email list building. She's very big into um, you know, content creation and course creation. So. Um, I've been a big fan of, um, you know, her, how do I say I like her podcast. Um, so the other people, well, I mean, I've listened quite a bit to Dean Um, so like I know he's been big into real estate and, um,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So, and he launched, like, he's been working with Tony Robbins as well. So like I've listened to Tony, um, for quite a bit Um, and I would say recently honestly I've been listening to a lot of YouTubers and I've been following like some people on Instagram they're not like big gurus Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah like I would say I'm very much into strategies a lot so like I listen a lot to Russell Brunson um, who's the founder of ClickFunnels it's a software to like creating funnels Um, so yeah like I've been listening a lot to his stuff but then like you always need some mindset fix you know what I mean like you always need that uh, so yeah, I would go back to like Dinger mm-hmm. or um, I'm just looking like at the books that I have on my on my desk right now. Um, I don't think I have anything sports as as mindset, um, but yeah, like I would say, like the biggest mentor probably has been Amy Porterfield and you know Russell Brunson mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I mean, I've been growing my YouTube cha- uh, channel, so I've been listening to a lot of uh, Sunny Lenarduzzi. Um So yeah, like, and a lot of the times, I would also say that you don't necessarily listen to like big mentors, but you also go and find some, you know, more people who are within your niche or the people who you can get access to, because you know you can't really get access like one-on-one to Tony Robbins, you know what I mean? Um, You can't get access to, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, like you can try,
1: but like that's gonna be super, super hard, and like they're gonna have like you know super high fees. Um, And I had a conversation yesterday with somebody, and she told me she was like. You're the first person who I'm talking to, like on the phone, who I've connected with on Instagram. So she was, you know, super, super thankful because she's like, there's so many big gurus and leaders, like you know, Gary Vay- Vaynerchuk as well. Um, it's very hard to get a hold of him because you know the guy is just like mad busy all the time. Um, so she was like, people, like especially mm. during you know pandemic right now, people just need that one-on-one connection. So I would also say like find mentors who you know don't have. You know, billions of followers, uh, but who have smaller followings, but who you can actually get like a hold of like over Messenger.
0: Yeah. No, completely. And I think it's like reaching out, isn't it? And, you know, just sending an email or message across um, because, you know, there's no harm in trying. Um, And like you said, I think, you know, getting a mentor or contacting someone who hasn't got, you know, billions of followers. Um, because I think a lot of the time those people, their messages are filtered out or if you email them mm-hmm. it gets filtered out and they're not always seen um, and you, th- you think of how many comments they get sometimes they haven't got the time to sit and sift through 150,000 yeah. comments or whatever they get um, it's just unrealistic it take You takes about yeah, 10 exactly. years to get through that But no, it's important to have mentors and role models. I think um, I, I started listening to Tony Robbins quite a few years ago when I was at school. Um, bought a few of his books. Uh, Tony Robbins, uh, a philosopher, a philosopher yeah, yeah, called yeah. Alan Watts. He's, he's very, very good. He, you know, he's ahead of his time. He was. He came out in the sixties, um, and a lot of the stuff he was talking about is happening today, which is yeah pretty crazy but no it's it's important to have that tribe of people and you know to to really i think you know connect with people isn't it you know find your tribe of people that you're on the same yeah, definitely, energy definitely. and wavelength no through. that's
1: super super important like people need that connection community right now like never before
0: <laughs> yeah because you know a lot's happening and people need you know need, need to be positive
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: I um uh, I wrote down a few notes here. Yeah, what would you say like uh like the, the the hard parts of social media marketing? Like like the not the negative side, but like the limitations to it. Would you say, would you say there's any limitations? Um, I would to say
1: it? the hard part. Um, I would say standing out because there's so much competition, which is also a good thing. Um, but also like the hard thing. Um, I would say vanity metrics because there's so many people who um, they think that if you have 10,000 followers on Instagram, then you're worthy of following. You know what I mean? That you're worthy of listening to. Because um, I remember last year uh, we were hosting an event with my friend in El Salvador in Central America, and we were running some Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had like um, we had a few like haters in the comments of our ads. And at the time I actually had like over 10,000 followers that I, and I recently removed like 90% of those followers cause they, you know, like some of them are just like spammers. Some of them are, you know, not active accounts. So mm-hmm. I was just like, there's really no point for me keeping them. Um, and I remember some people were like, yeah. obviously they were looking at my following and they were like, Oh, you have 10,000 followers. So you probably have like something to teach to us. Right. And then they were looking at my friend who has, I think she has like less than 2000 followers um but she has like a fairly newer account so obviously you know like her account I would say is more valuable than mine um because i built my following back in like 2015 and then I abandoned the platform um and yeah like so many people were like you know not so many but like one or two people were like oh like sure you have you know 1500 followers what can you teach us about social media marketing so and I feel like you know people have to, for like, not necessarily forget about the vanity metrics, but, like, stop focusing on them because we see all these gurus and, you know, like, the people that we just mentioned, you know, Dean and Amy and, you know, Tani, like, they all have, you know, millions of followers, but, you know, mm-hmm. it took them years to build that, like, years and, you know, a lot of, you know, money and advertising expenses and, I mean, a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, but, you know, it's... Like, you don't need a million followers to make, you know, good money on social media. You really don't. And I was talking with a friend of mine who's a fellow coach, and she was like, Juliana, like, we really need 10 clients, you know, to make a six-figure income. She's like, we don't really need to be working with, like, a lot of people. And, uh, I mean, obviously, like, if you focus on, you know, like, every every field is different, you know, if you are in network marketing or in affiliate marketing, like, you're going to have to do some, you know, like, it's not going to be 10 people. Um, But if you do something like coaching, if you have a way to have like a high ticket offer where you can work with people one on one, then you don't need that many clients and you don't really need a million followers to to do that. And I feel like, you know, now is really the time to not focus on the numbers, but focus on the quality of connections. And um, yeah, like I I just feel like that's that's a challenging thing because like we see all the gurus and we always compare ourselves whether we want it or not. Uh, and we're like, oh, but they have, you know, like a hundred subscribers on YouTube. And I, I I basically had like, again, like a tough conversation with my coach the other day. And he was like, stop focusing on everybody else. And whoever else has, you know, a lot of followers and instead start focusing on your own business. Because he was like, you have, you know, a great offer. You have a great audience already. Like, you don't need to be focusing on something that is not yours. And he was like, stop focusing on everybody else. Instead, start, you know, watering your own grass, <laughs> basically. So, yeah, I mean, this whole vanity metrics and, like, oh, 10,000 followers or a million followers, that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything. Like, that's just, you know, like, numbers that you're trying to attach success to. And in reality, I know so many successful people who only have, you know, like, a 1,000 followers.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I see it. And it's, like, it's it's who you... Who those followers are, not necessarily Absolutely. how many Absolutely. you have, isn't it? And um, I listened to one of Joe Rogan's old uh podcasts and one of his guys on it was saying that when they first started, they didn't take the podcast serious and they had like 200 views or 200 uh, people watching it. And um he was like, oh, this is crap, you know? And then his friend was like, you know, it's not about how many people watch it, it's about who watches it. Like, out of those... 200 people three of those people might open up new connections for you or you know things like that but i think you know like the way of society and social media and how it boosts it can boost some people's egos who use it for certain um in certain ways you know they in their mind that's all they think about is the numbers and how many people they have and I think, we you know, we're all guilty of it in some aspect. You know, sometimes, like, you know, you lose a follower or something like that. You kind of think, oh, no. But um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it, like you said? Yeah,
1: and I think, you know, especially if you're focused on growing your social media following, um, like, you – there's, like, a whole – I would say, like, not necessarily perception, but some people are just, like – like you. You, you can't treat your audience like a number, you know what I mean? Because every single person that you have in your audience, be it, you know, a hundred, a 1, thousand, ten thousand, there's a real human being behind that social media account. So you really have to take the time to build the connection and the relationship with that person, because otherwise, you know, your social media, the numbers don't really matter. You know, they really don't, you know, it's the, like, you know, there's yeah. always that saying, you know, quality over quantity. Um, so you really have to focus on the quality of connections mm. because you know you may have ten thousand followers, but I know people with massive followings that they don't make any money online, like they don't they don't they don't have the relationship with their audience. Like they just don't know they don't know their people, so they don't know really like oh like what can I really offer mm. to them that's gonna be valuable and that's gonna solve their problems. You know what I mean? So we just live in the crazy society that people are addicted to social media and they're so addicted to you know, having those numbers, and, you know, they see it, like, even, like, people in high school, like, especially, like, women, you know, they see all these, like, you know, know, like, fitness experts, and, like, those women who, like, or, like, those Instagram models, or, you know, whatever, and they just see, oh, like, she has a million followers, maybe, like, I should, you know, become, like, her, and again, like, that comparison starts, like, you start comparing yourself to somebody else who, like, you don't even know their journeys, you know what I mean, and then everybody, like, people just get, like, And and, and that addiction is crazy because, like, I know I've even experienced it before to where you post something on Facebook. And, like, for me, Mm -hmm. like, I don't care about, like, selfies or, like, you know, like, fitness pictures or, like, bikini pictures that most, like, girls post. Like, and I was at a point where I have a, you know, I have a decent-sized audience on, you know, on Facebook specifically. And I remember, and I know so many people experience that, you post something on Facebook and then you go and check back five minutes later to see how many likes you got. (laughs) like that's addiction right there so you really have to you know drop that whole idea of you know just getting those numbers and those vanity metrics and instead focus on the quality of connections and you know start focusing on conversations and instead of just being on social media be in conversations
0: yeah like engage in the comments and engage with your audience and the people on the no, it's true. And it's like, um, you get people out there who might have a passion in, I don't know, baking. And I, I'm a guy, a guy with was talking about it and he said, the women out there who've got a passion for baking or DIY, they put that on social media, they don't get many views. But if they take a picture of themselves wearing something, you know, like a bikini or a dress, they'll get thousands of likes mm-hmm. or uh, comments. And he said, you know, it's what is wrong with... Um, you yeah, know, media in some way, and um, you know, these people feel like they, they um, they let that affect them doing their passion because they get more likes or views.
1: Yeah. So, like, and they just think that oh, just because I post you know a bikini picture, like I'm gonna get like all this like attention. But the reality is, I mean, you really won't, because you know, if you really try to build like you know like a passion business or um, you know, like a cooking show or, you know, like whatever that is, like everything, you know, there's a business idea for everybody, but it's like, you really have to think, because like, you know, when I post a picture from like travels, you know, like on the beach or whatever, like it always gets like high engagement, you know, for obvious reasons, Um because like everybody's there to like see like, mm. you know, like that, that's just like how social media works. Like you post a bikini picture, you post like selfie in the yeah. gym or something. It's like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, look at you, blah, blah, like you get all the compliments in the world. But then, you know, in reality, that content doesn't really have any kind of intention. And I feel like that's how we also have to look at our, you know, personal brands or company brands and be very intentional with how you use social media. And like you said, you know, we spend so much time on social media and we don't even realize that because, like, we're so addicted to it. It's like, you know, our phones are always in our hands, like, no matter if we go, you know, I don't know, like, to the toilet or, you know, whatever, right? Like, our phones are always with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how addicted we are but then you also have to think like i have like you have to be intentional so like what's the intention behind you posting uh any kind of piece of content like is it you know and there's i always you know teach this to my clients and like to my followers is there's three reasons why people come to social media to be educated to be inspired and to be entertained so like which one of these like and if your post doesn't fulfill any of this then there's no point in posting that and then another thing is you have to think about your brand and what your tr- like what kind of message you're trying to convey in front of your audience like if you are a personal chef or like you know you have some kind of cooking show maybe you have a youtube channel then you really mm. have to be talking more about the food you know what i mean not about the bikini pictures so you have to be very intentional with how mm, you mm. position your brand on social media
0: yeah no completely
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. It's pretty interesting pretty fascinating when you think about it and you talk about it, isn't it? When you you know when you delve into it like, you know, there's so many narratives to it. And uh it really kind of, you know, makes you aware you know that the social media there's a lot more to it. Um there's a lot more that goes on and it affects you know, it can affect oh, yeah, people in so sure. many different for ways.
1: for sure. I mean, and, you know, Instagram recently removed, um, like, I don't know if they're still in the process of doing that, but there was, like, a whole, like, there was, there were so many conversations about that uh, a couple of months ago to where Instagram decided to remove the likes on the polls. Um,
0: I think they did that in some of the countries, didn't they? I think oh, they, they did yeah, it yeah I know they did in it in Canada. Like, like, I don't that. think they did it in the it United in-
1: States yet. I um, mean, they haven't done it in Latvia yet. Um, but yeah, so many people were freaking out. They were like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going to be able, like, you know, no, people are not going to be able to see how many likes I get proposed. And there was like this whole, like, some people just went crazy. And I'm like, guys, that's just like some likes. I mean, it doesn't really matter anything.
0: All the influence, yeah, yeah, yeah. I- influencers are losing their minds. <laughs> I'm not going to get my 20 grand this month. No, no. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. That's crazy. We're like so addicted to social media and like, you know, and my parents sometimes they tell me, they're like, you're on the phone so much. And I'm like, well, because I like, I work from my phone, from a computer. Um. So, but yeah, like, it's crazy. Like just to think that, you know, 20, 20 years ago, like we were not as addicted to technology as we are right now. And my dad even told me, he was like, imagine if we didn't have social media and the internet and it was a pandemic right now. And I was like, oh, I have no idea. Like it would be super sad. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said to my I said to my girlfriend the other day, I was like, you know, Christ, like, um imagine if we didn't have the internet or like you know, you think you think back to the war, mm-hmm. There was no internet. there was letters and postcards. And you know, even if you got those, you know, you were lucky. And um, yeah, different times yeah you know, i think like i think all of this is like a big wake up call um you know what's happening um and you know it's time for people to like you know think about their actions and you know unite together and you know kind of create the life that you know you want to create because i think like there's nothing wrong working for somebody else but i suppose if you know you work for yourself and you're in this scenario you know it it's not going to be it's worrying, is it? Is it, you know, you can,
1: yeah, totally do your totally. own thing. No, I mean, I think we should be grateful for the technology that we have these days for the internet, for the social media. Because otherwise, yeah, I think, yeah, people would probably go crazy. Like, I mean, people are crazy already, but it <laughs> would have gone like way, way crazier. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but no, it's. UK okay for yeah yeah like um, I have a call in a couple like an minutes hour. Is that no that's fine but um it's really really great connecting with you and um I really appreciate your time and um where can where can people get hold of you on social media would you say um yeah yeah um LinkedIn, I've definitely been
1: active on LinkedIn um and I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram so people can just look me up by my full name Julian Astrovska and um, yeah, like if anybody needs like yeah. all the contact details and everything, then um, they can just go over to my website julianastroska and yeah, I got all my social links over there too.
0: Sweet, I'll, I'll put all them right. in the bio of this uh, podcast as well. But um, I really, really appreciate your time, and uh, it's great connecting with you. And, yeah, uh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much again. for inviting me. Sometime. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah, you too. Stay safe. No,
0: no, you're welcome. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Right, bye bye. Adam, got it. Adam, got it. Passivity, possibility, Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or you can send me an email at thepositivitypodcast.gmail.com. All feedback is much appreciated If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.